Hey guys, it's Jesse. It's also Hannah. And I am having a fight with my mom. <laughs> I'm getting bitten by my cat. Yeah, so this this episode well, I watched we should, it yesterday. Like, we should say what this podcast is first, probably. Oh yeah, fuck, sorry. This is a podcast where we talk about the L word and um It's called Yeah, I usually say something funny and I didn't this time. <laughs> Okay, I'll do it. This is That's So Lesbian. It's a podcast with one and a half lesbians where we talk about a really terrible show about lesbians. Um, yeah. Because we have to do it before we can talk about a good show that also has lesbians. We're paying our well, dues. We decided to do this one originally because I somehow convinced Hannah that she was going to enjoy this show and she has hated every fucking second of Every it. minute of it. You told me it was a good show. And that was wrong. <laughs> That's because I enjoy it. I don't know why I enjoy it. I think I enjoy it because, I mean, why why not? I watched, like, six episodes of Queer as Folk last night with a friend, um, and it was my favorite arc in the whole series. And we just, like, sat down on Rabbit and churned through them, and it was really fun. That's awesome. I know. That's a lot of, a lot of episodes to be watching one right after the other. Yeah, well, I like to binge stuff. And we talked about how excited we were for you to see the show, so. yeah. We're very psyched to get your reactions and your unspoiled, your unspoiled candor, which is very exciting. Yeah. For everyone um, who is listening, um, they have like heard these episodes all like three weeks apart, whereas we've done them all in the course of like a week. Yes, it's fine. It, it makes yeah. it sound like we have a life because it's like, oh, we're, oh no. It makes it sound like we have even less of a life than we do. Yeah. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. We're just, well, we're just hustling right now. Yeah. Well, I figured, like, this... we should record now instead of, like, on slash after Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're recording this the Monday before Thanksgiving. I don't know when the fuck you're listening to it, but, you know, welcome. Probably in December when I'm in Florida for a bat mitzvah, so actually, it's Ooh. good. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And if you are listening to this podcast and you've also been keeping up to date with my life arc in this podcast <laughs> i will at that point have driven sam home yes which is making me really nervous oh uh, are things still going um, well i think so i mean okay actually there were some developments i actually have romantic okay. things to okay, tell you do it so um uh saturday i was I, he had asked me like two weeks beforehand to go to the spaghetti dinner that was like a combination <laughs> concert and fundraiser for his glee club that he's in of course um so i was like okay yeah sure why not and um so i i went to that of course i went late because i didn't realize (laughs) that i needed to be there on time i was like i'll just like come for the like you know 45 minutes or whatever it'll be fine um and i went with this girl who's also on our board together because we're part of this like allocations board for sustainable initiatives and um he like she was there too he literally like could not have given a shit that she was there oh and i like told her that i have feelings for him and she was like yeah i i think it's pretty clear that he also has feelings for you i was like (gasps) having like hyperventilations um and then after that i went to this party and um not only did one guy at the party hit on me, but also my Uber driver hit on me so hard that I gave him my number. Don't do that. 
I know. But he was really smooth. It was a good Uber ride, so I was like, fuck it, whatever. It's also very drunk. You're just, like, exuding some sort of hormones that are attracting men. Men I'm are loving you. me right now. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I, no. I mean, as a bisexual, I can't say that I hate it. Um, I'm trying to be supportive. It's definitely I'm not, you know, like, my first choice. My first choice would just be, like, Sam being like, let's get married right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always best. And then my second choice would be, like, any woman giving me attention ever, because they never do. <laughs> <laughs> that's very relatable. Um, I have no developments in my life. I mean, really single. Um, my mom, oh, wait, I have it. My mom took me shopping, and she got yeah. me these badass combat boots. Check it out. Nice. So I upped my lesbian cred a little bit, so that was good. That's cool. Um, I just ordered, I, I think, I, did I tell you this off the air or on the air that I ordered $60 worth of macaroni and cheese supplies? Well, that <gasps> happened. What the fuck? Yeah, well, my Thanksgiving has like 25 people, so I have to make oh, macaroni wait. and cheese. You did say them. that, and I just didn't, my brain didn't wrap my, its head around Yeah, the so lots of cheese. Of money? Lots of macaroni. And I got good deals, too. I saved $18 with coupons, so it went well. Oh, um, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm excited for that because I think everyone's going to like it. And I love soaking up the praise of my relatives. So um, we usually cater Thanksgiving and this year we're cooking and we're psyched about it. So it should be fun. And a bunch of my cousins are bringing their various boyfriends. So it's going to be a big crowd even for us. Yeah. a lot of us. So uh, it should be fun. I love seeing my family. So it'll be nice to see them. Um, I have nothing else going on in my life. Okay. Yeah, I have stuff going on I can't talk about yet, but once I can talk about yeah. it, I will. I have two things going on right now that I cannot yet discuss, but they'll be exciting once I can. Mm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the L word then? Yeah. Okay, why so why not? We got nothing else to do. So this episode was called... Start with an L. Um, this episode is called Latecomer? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, nothing happened. Nothing happened, but, okay, all of the prosthetics were so bad. I, was I actually, yesterday so you watched that. it before me, so you texted me that the bald cap was really bad, so I was prepared for it. I actually thought it wasn't that bad. Okay, it wasn't that bad, but then, like, having spent, like, two years not watching this episode... It's just so clear how, like, little effort was put into it. Yeah, I mean, it's at least kind of veiny, which is nice. It's not just, like, totally skin-colored. Yeah. So there's that. It has some dimension to it. That's true. And also, but like, you can tell, like, her hair's in there. Yeah. Because it's it's definitely too big. It's too big, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then also, her mastectomy scar was really bad that was really strange um, yeah it it literally looked like an open wound that looked like if was, i gave someone a mastectomy and i was just like i'm just yeah. gonna cut through the boob and take it out that's yeah, all i know exactly it was like so bad also she and like i'm someone who has scars on their breasts and like it doesn't look like that yeah not really sure what's up with that um so who should we start with? Uh, well, we, I don't think we should start with Dana. I just wanted to talk about her bad 
whatever they put on. Uh, um, should we talk about Bet and Tina? Sure. I don't even remember what happens with them this episode, if I'm being honest. I do. So, at the beginning of the episode, they're lying in their huge bed, and Bet kind of puts her arm around Tina, and then it's like, oh, sorry, I touched you. And Tina's like, it's okay, you can touch me. And Bet's like, no, I want you to leave. And so she says that Tina needs to move out of the bedroom. And then um, Bet's leaving for some sort of Buddhist retreat. And Tina's like, I'm going to go see Kit. And Bet's like, you cannot because you are no longer part of this family. And it's like, yikes. Yeah. I was sort of on Bet's side, like as much as you can be on either of their sides. Yeah. And then she said that. And I was like, oh, okay. Because, yikes. Um, then the social worker shows up, and they both say that they're, they're of course, want to keep going with the adoption, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Tina's not selling Bet out. But they're basically terrible to each other. T- uh, Bet has, like, a change of heart when she's in the cab, and she calls, and she's like, can you tell Tina that she's welcome at your studio? And then Kit's like, uh, she's already here. And then Bet throws a hissy fit. And basically, <laughs> these two were terrible for each other. And yep. should not ever interact with each other unless they are trading the baby back and forth. I, yeah. this, they're horrible. And like Bet has reasons to be upset, like because she's saying, you know, you were part of this, and now you're saying the last eight years of your life were just some weird deviation. And like it's reasonable to be hurt by that. But mm-hmm. cutting Tina out of her family is not a reasonable response. Like asking her to move out of the bedroom, I was like, that seems fair. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't be sleeping in the same bed. Like, why have they been? I don't know. They hate each other. I don't yeah. I don't get it at all. I don't know what they're doing. And I don't know why it's been drawn out for this long. Because they literally have not been happy together once in three seasons. Yep. And yet we're still supposed to... They were to... happy that one time that they had sex when Tina was pregnant. That was it. Yes. Yes, they were. And we're supposed to still have some sort of, like dog in this race about their relationship and I just I, I can't understand who wants them to be together I, think I don't it's get just it just Shane yeah I guess so uh that's all my Bet and Tina content it's not much alright well then let's use that as a segue into Shane and Carmen oh my god yeah it was the stupidest fucking plot line ever I'm so mad that my eyes had to watch this yeah So in case you guys don't know what we're talking about, which in which case, like, what the fuck? Why are you here? Um, (laughs) I'm jealous if you don't know what we're talking about because you didn't watch this episode and it means you're not watching the show and I'm jealous. Um, So Shane and Carmen. So Carmen had a nightmare that Shane was giving Sherry Jaffe their tattoo that's ugly and then um, flew off with a bird. And she's super pissed about it, and I don't get it, and I think it's pointless. Because um, clearly it's not real life. She and punishes then they Shane of... for it the whole episode. Yeah, and then, like, there's, later on, there's a few discussions with, like, Alice and Shane being like, oh, yeah, I've had crazy girlfriends like that that just, like, will take out what happened in a dream on me. And it's like, what? It's People not normal. like that. Yeah, people don't do that. And then Alice is like, oh, she's Latin, Caliente. And I'm like, oh, no. It was so bad. That was such a bad thing. It's, I mean, Carmen here is being so unreasonable that I can't even, like, relate to her as a human being. Like, I've woken up from dreams pissed at people because of things they did in my dream. That is normal. I don't, like, act on it. 
Yeah, because it's I just get over dream. my shit. Yeah. I dreamed I had I took a nap today and I dreamed that I was thinking of going back to Brown. And everybody oh, wow. in my, I know. And everybody in my life was being like really like, Yeah, you should go back to Brown. And then I woke up and I wasn't mad at these people for telling me to do something that would have been terrible for me. That yeah. wasn't them. Yeah. So the idea I mean, it would be one thing if Carmen wakes up from the stream and she's like kind of upset and she's like, I think this is proof that I'm still not over what happened and that this is something that I need she to talk about. She says it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like she doesn't take this as some like sign of like I need to focus on this part of my mental health or like I need to think about these thoughts that I'm having or I realize that I feel unsatisfied with the explanations that you've given me or something. It's yeah. just she's literally mad at Shane for something that Shane didn't do. And she's asking her like, why did you do it? Well, she didn't. She didn't. It's just so fucking stupid and I can't believe our time is being wasted like this. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate Carmen. I so thought I was going to like this relationship. Nope. And the longer that we're waiting, I just like can't wait for uh I can't wait for Jenny and Shane to be together, even though it is the worst part of the show. Um I'm just so excited for Carmen to be gone really soon, so I'm looking forward to yeah. that. You know what I was thinking yeah. about? Marina. It's like hard to believe she was ever here. God, she's truly the worst. She's awful. But it's like weird that she was here for a whole season because now it feels like she was never here. Yeah. They really just got rid of her. Yeah. And Tim. And Tim was the worst. Tim's going to come back this season. I did. I did see that Tim came back. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, Should we talk about Jenny? Yeah, let's talk about Jenny and Max. Um... What did you want to say? Um, I had points in this plot, such as it was, where I liked Jenny and I liked Max, and points where I didn't like Jenny and I didn't like Max. Yeah, I understand where both Jenny and Max are coming from with, like, she wants to write a story about their what they're going through because technically they are going through it together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're not. This is me on my own. And yeah. also it's private, and it's like, well, he, better than anyone, should understand that as a trans person, your life doesn't get to be private because your life is always on display. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. So I think that it's really unrealistic for him to think that because the whole thing with transitioning is that you become, like, hyper-visible. Yeah. Because people start to see you as this, like, strange being, um, as is, like what happens whenever you do anything outside of what is expected for your quote-unquote gender. Yeah. I mean, I don't have experience with that, obviously, but I do know the feeling of being out with a girl and passing as friends and feeling one way, and then the second I kiss her in public, it's like I become a whole different person. Like, I'm suddenly so hyper-aware of my surroundings. Yeah. And I know that people's views of me have just changed on a dime because they thought that I was out with a friend and I always wonder what people think of me when I'm out with a girl like if we're walking and we're holding hands like I assume holding hands people think couple but yeah I always do that but that's also I'm queer (laughs) yeah but I always wonder um and I live in a pretty queer friendly place so I don't get looks for the most part I've gotten like one dirty look ever when I kissed my girlfriend in public so 
I, and so it's a weird combination of feeling invisible because people aren't looking at you and then feeling hyper visible because you're so aware of the possibility that they might. It's very weird. Yep. I don't have a problem with Max objecting to the book. The way that he does it is, of course, not good. It's violent and aggressive. Yes. Yes. And then he's like, oh, it's I the tea. also don't really have a problem with it. But I also understand Jenny feeling like, well, of course I can write this. Yeah, I think because of the way that Jenny writes, it's like more inappropriate. I, I would have more yeah. of a problem if he was like, you can't write anything trans related or like partner of trans related. But Jenny is incapable of writing anything that's not directly autobiographical. So all of Max's personal details would have made their way into this book. Look at that. Um, so anyway, uh, Max and Jenny. Um, yeah, the aggressiveness was bad. Uh, Jenny's thing. Um, Jenny was for the most part good in this. Um, yeah, she was pretty decent. I liked her sitting in the doctor's office with Max and just like being super supportive and wanting to give him money. Um, I like. I think sh- he should have accepted the money just because. I I don't know. I feel like as a trans person, if someone was gonna pay for um, a treatment like that for me, and it was that important to me. But maybe this is just because me and my trans friends are like always in need of money that like when someone offers me money I'd be like, Thank you, thank you so much you yeah. know, and not be like, I have to work for what I yeah. have because I'm from Illinois. No, I'm in favor of marginalized people just taking money wherever they can get it. Just just yeah. fucking take the money. Like pride is great and everything. Just take money when it's offered. Just yeah. just fucking do it. And we set up a culture Every time we have representation like Max here refusing money, we're setting up more of the culture where people feel like they have to refuse money. And it's just, it's so damaging for so many people because they have this pride, which is completely understandable because it's drilled into us by society that we Mm -hmm. can't accept any handouts. And I just want more characters accepting handouts because it's like, we need to see it. There's something in Queer as Folk you may like that's related to this. One of the episodes I saw last night. Um, actually, a couple plot points in Queer as Focus comes up where people suck it up and accept help. Financial help. Nice. Um, I liked the way Jenny corrected people who messed up Max's name or pronouns. Um, she was yeah. firm, but she wasn't mean about it because it's new. Um, I like that she, I, I thought it was cute, her, like, leaning into this whole idea that, like, Moira died mm-hmm. and like Max is the phoenix that rose. Um, yeah. You know, there was, was cool. a uncomfortable moment where in the email she was helping Max write, she used the phrase a transgender or the transgender. It was ju- I think it's just old. That's and what I'm I thinking. Think, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just old. Um, but we, we got to point it out. Um, yeah. So Jenny, for the most part, was good. Um, I liked that she went to Max after the incident with the manuscript and said, point blank, you embarrassed me and you scared me. I thought mm-hmm. that was so great that she's like, yeah. this is how I feel about what happened. Because it felt like a lot of growth for Jenny. Because It did. Yeah. It if we did. think about first season Jenny, who wouldn't express anything clearly if, you know, at gunpoint, who's now going up to someone and saying, this is how what you did made me feel. That's very good progress mm-hmm. for her. And I haven't felt a whole lot of sexual chemistry between the two of them. And I think part of that's because we joined their relationship when it was already very in progress. So we didn't get any of like their, we did, we never saw what drew them to each other. 
they were just together yeah. and we were just told that they were together but that being said um i like their dynamic together even if i don't see it as very relationshipy i like the way that they interact with each other and i can't decide i'm like so torn on this whether I wish we had seen more of Jenny's thoughts about Max's transition process. Because it's like, she's just been very on board with it. Everything that we've seen. She's just this whole time been like very supportive. And that's good. And yeah. I like that. And I think it's something rare and good for us to see. But at the same time, it feels like an incomplete story. Like she identifies as a lesbian. Does she have any thoughts about what this says about her and her identity? We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings on that. I don't think I want to see Jenny angsting about this transition. And by don't think, I mean, I know I don't want to see it. But I do feel like there should have been, maybe if she'd like had a conversation with somebody who's expecting her to have a problem with it. And she had explained why she didn't. I think that could have been a cool scene. Yeah. If we could have seen her thoughts in that way. Uh, so Max is seen with Dana on the airplane. I thought it was boring. It was awful. Yeah, I thought it was super unnecessary. And I like that we expanded later when Max is talking about how he first tried to kill himself when he was 10 years old. And of course, suicide is a huge problem in the trans community. Yeah. At the same time, saying this is life or death for me too is not good to say to somebody with cancer um i really don't like ever metaphorizing one illness to be and by illness here i mean mental illnesses and depression not as in transgenderism just to be super clear um i don't like metaphorizing one illness with another illness yeah i think it short changes everybody and oversimplifies Mm -hmm. stuff i know i had a friend friend in quotes in college who had bipolar disorder like i do Mm-hmm. And like you do. And yes. she said that it was like cancer of the brain. And I was like, hey, on, let's not. And basically, it's not cancer anytime, of the brain. My brain's not dying. I, At know. Least I don't think so. Anytime anyone tries to relate any of their disease that they have to my disease. Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, you get tired. I get tired, too, because of my chronic illness. But, of course, that's not what people do. They're like, oh, yeah, I get tired, too, because life is exhausting. You know, but it's like, or like if someone else who has arthritis, I can be like, oh, yeah, this symptom, this was helpful for me or something if they have a different type of arthritis. But it's just, it doesn't hurt anybody to just keep stuff distinct. And I think anytime you try to say this is like this, you start muddying the waters and making people feel like, they're being talked over or talked down to. At least that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. So Max relating their need to transition to Dana's need to have the surgery and have radiation didn't sit well with me. And that's not saying that one is necessarily harder or more important than the other. It's just they're not the same. It's not the same thing. Yeah. So Max is, what Max is doing is a, is a culmination of a lifetime of feeling like they're living the wrong life, like he is living the wrong life. And uh, having to come to this decision to start to transition and to start to have the words for what he is and what he wants to do with his life and with his body, like this is a big kind of peak for Max that has a lot of decision-making for him and a lot of initiative and a lot of courage. Yeah. Dana has just suddenly had something thrust upon her that is happening to her that doesn't relate to her feelings about 
herself and how she sees herself. Absolutely. Because she sees herself as a strong, capable, healthy athlete. And this Mm -hmm. thing has just suddenly happened to her. Those are two very different experiences. And just saying, just trying to relate the two is you're losing so much nuance there. And I don't like it. And I'm glad that it was clarified later with the suicide comment because that did help. But still, just don't. Just don't try to relate your experience to somebody else's in that way. I know. I know. I think, like, one of Max's characteristics is that he has absolutely no tact. Yeah. Uh, so it did sort of fit. <laughs> Just, like, a little <laughs> bit of true. personality. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you true. know what? I have been hearing so much lately. Just, like, everywhere. It's what? probably just because I've been, like, binge-watching YouTube. I've been hearing people say the term male lesbian everywhere. That's wild. Like, yeah. And so every time I hear it, I'm just like, Lisa. I've only heard that for Lisa and Eddie Izzard. Eddie That's Izzard? Eddie Izzard, I yeah. think, identifies as a male lesbian. Okay, okay. Have yeah, these I people told people, like, you what this that. means? It was just, like, straight guys saying it, but I'm like, they're so woke, they know about Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, Which like, the term non-binary lesbian, I'm like, got it, good, on it, yep. understand it, pro. People and have also get... been really weird to me this week about, like, non-binary bisexuals. Which is so stupid. Are they trying to tell you that bisexual is transphobic or isn't inclusive of non-binary people? Yep. I'm like, of course they are. Shut up. Bi means two plus, two more plus. than one. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. Just mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Plus, I think that people are pretentious when they say pansexual, so I will never. I do do honestly. Even when I was bi, and I was like, the thing about identifying as pansexual versus bisexual is that people, and and like, I'm sorry, people understand the word bisexual to yes. to, a, to a comfortable extent, and like. You know, if I say bisexual to an 80-year-old, yes, they're going to think that means attracted to men and women. And, of course, it's not that simple. But it's still a basic understanding of the concept. Whereas if you go up to an 80-year-old and you say pansexual, they're going to think you mean you're attracted to cookware. Like, they don't know the term. (laughs) And, honestly, coming out is hard enough without having to teach people a new word. So I'm really not going to judge people who choose a word that, even if the nuances aren't quite right, they don't have to fucking explain to people every time. Yep. So, so it's just more emotional labor you have to do. And exactly. Stupid. And it's just nobody's fucking business, the exact minutia of your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. nobody's goddamn fucking business. Like, I told a couple people about how I almost slept with a boy a few weeks ago, and they're all going, oh, you're bisexual. And I'm just like, this is not your decision. Yeah. Like, You're the right. fact that I was looking for emotional comfort in a Jewish person and that I had drunk so much that I really just wanted to have some sex and I wasn't really concerned about the exact technicalities of what that sex was does not change my sexual orientation. And it's not – you're not in my head. You don't fucking know me. So just let people goddamn live and use the words that they want to define themselves. Mm-hmm. It's really actually not hurting you. Mm-hmm. Just uh, uh, but I'm sorry that people gave you shit about that this week. That's really annoying. Yeah, I even got it from a like friend of mine who's non-binary and they were like, I'm pan because of this and I was like, shut the fuck up. 
still gonna be by okay enjoy being pan just like live your life yeah people and now i want a sexually attracted to cookware shirt for our store i'll add it to our list add it to the list um okay so alice helena shane we kind of did shane with carmen uh let's do helena because i kind of want to end on dana i don't know i was just feeling that today I understand. So Helena is hanging out with her documentary person. I don't really care, but I do like the sex scene. The sex scene was really nice. I mean, I want to have sex in that house. Yeah, I really, I know it's such a cliche, but I really enjoy like experienced, inexperienced sex dynamics. They're nice. Yeah, I always think that's really interesting. Um, I like it in real life. Whenever I have sex with someone who's not very experienced, I always pay a lot of attention to it to making yeah. sure that it's a really positive experience for them yeah and that's something that I really enjoy doing and I think it adds like another layer to the experience and I just feel yeah. like responsible for them and for their well-being in a way that works for me because I think I have mm. the personality of someone who wants to like shower the person that they're with with toys and money and love and I don't have toys and money and love but I can give you a good time (laughs) in bed so I can do that like I've talked about this I'm sure but when I had sex with a girl somewhat recently um she had never gone down on a girl before and she paused and was like so I've never done this before she was going to do it and I was like I've got this I'm going to teach you how to do it everything's going to be great you don't have to do anything you don't want to do like where I'm going to walk you through this and it was just like it felt really good for me to to hold somebody's hand through that because Mm -hmm. so many people have bad first sexual experiences that I just like feel like this like responsibility in a way that I like I'm like yeah let me pass this on and I enjoy that so I liked that dynamic here where like what's the girl the girl's name who's not Helena uh Dylan Dylan so like she couldn't even take Helena's bra off and like that was so cute and Helena didn't make fun of her for it or anything. Like, there was no judgment yeah. there. And it was just a really, like, nice dynamic between the two of them. And I liked that scene. Okay. Both of their nipples were, like, very big. My nipples are big. Mine are really little. Yeah, like, here, mine are... Here, I mean, my areolas see. used to be jive fucking This enormous. is mine. Okay, that yours looks like theirs. Also, thank yeah, you for Yeah, I got big nipples. Of course. My, like, 13-year-old self is, like, dying a little bit inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see Mine yours. are, like, really little. Let me see. I don't feel like I want to whip them out right now because <laughs> they're taped down under, like, whatever the fuck I'm wearing. Uh, all like, right, yeah, I'm just wearing, like, a shirt. They were really easy to get out. And my nails are too long to give an example of that. But, like, it's it, – they're, like – I want – it's – they're really small. My sister's like my sister has really big areolas and then like really small nipples. Yes, that's then, what mine's like. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that. And then I have pretty small areolas but like big nipples. And I used to have really small tits and I still had really big nipples back then too. So it was like a really oh. weird kind of look. Now I have bigger tits. Your body tits, just so. knew you were meant to have these boobs. I know my body was like ready to get tits. It was like it was ready for them. <laughs> um, and now they're great. I love them. You saw them. They're great. So I guess um, they are great. And one of them has you. a sheep. It does, this one. Yep. Um, it's all stretched out now because I got it when I had small tits. Um, so <laughs> it's like a dachshund sheep. It's fine. Um, yeah, so I always like seeing big nipples because growing up I felt like a freak. And people mm. would be like, oh, are your nipples always hard? And I was like, no, they're just big. 
Let's just talk. I have about a it. friend whose nipples are way bigger than these oh, yeah? girls. Really big, and they are almost always hard. And My mom she's has really always big afraid ones. of like them being wrong or something. I'm like, I don't know, dude. Yours are just very, very different from mine. Yeah, I have to wear a bra even like when I wouldn't have to wear a bra for support just because my nipples show through. Or I used to. Now I don't really care. Now I just let my nipples show and I don't really care. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom has really big nipples. My mom's are like grapes. But I don't know if they were like that before she had kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're big. (laughs) Yeah, maybe wonder if like uh, Helena's actress had kids. I don't don't even know if it's really. Let's look her up. But I bet you Dylan's did. Like, I'm almost like positive about that because she is so much older let's, let's check see. on this is she she looks great dylan yeah i don't know i oh, i think she's hot right now she's 49 but let me tell you she looks 49 in the show in my opinion. oh i don't think so at all oh she's married to jodie foster what the shut fuck? the fuck up yeah i'm not kidding what the hell so she's a oh lesbian. my god She's a real lesbian married to real lesbian Jodie Foster. Oh my god, what a legend. What the Married fuck? to Jodie Foster is like as gay as you can get. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty gay. Wow. Wow. Wow, Helena that's looks totally different crazy. nowadays. Wow. Helena she like also went person. to SUNY Purchase and UCLA in case you were wondering. I wasn't, but that's good. Does she have kids? Um... No. Which is weird. I thought she would. Okay, Helena has two daughters. Okay. I don't know when they were born. She seems to be straight, although she is not married, according to this Wikipedia phrasing that refers to her partner as her partner. Mm. But he is a man. Or a woman with a male name. Or a non-binary person with a male name. His name's Matthew, okay? That's what I know. Okay, okay. And she's also 49 now. Oh, okay. So they're both 49. (laughs) Um, This makes much more sense to me now why Dylan comes back in the last season. It's because she's a lesbian. She wanted to be back on the lesbian show. (laughs) Who wouldn't? I mean, listen, I hate the L word, but if you called me and were like, do you want to be on the lesbian show? I would be on the lesbian show. So. It is coming back, so maybe you and I will get to be on the lesbian show. I would absolutely be an extra on the L Word reboot. I mean, I would also be like a character on the L Word reboot. I want to be reboot. a main. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> be like, okay, let's have some like cool gays now. Okay, some maybe gays my that are secret shitty. My secret project that I can't talk about yet. Maybe it'll jumpstart my acting career. But I did already talk about it in an episode, but then I had to sign an NDA and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have talked about that. But maybe, yeah, it's going to jumpstart my acting career and then I'll be on the L word. But that would be so fun. I would love that. That would be really fun to be on the L word. Yeah, I would would read all the offensive shit that Eileen Shaken wrote for me. I don't even care. I would do it to be famous. I would say such bad stuff. Yeah. I'll do it, Eileen. Being famous in the lesbian community is like. Oh, yes. It's it's way different than in the straight community if you're listening to I would get laid <laughs> so often yeah if I was on the L word reboot mm-hmm. every girl who has broken my heart would regret every choice she's ever made and yeah. isn't that just the sweetest thing in life that is exactly what you want it, it's definitely if what they I don't want. cry at their funeral at your funeral being like I can't believe I ever let them go you know I always think like I'm in the hospital and I'm dying and they're like rushing to me to apologize yeah. For everything they've done. That's the dream. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait Ain't to be that dying. that just the way. 
God, it's going to be so great to die. Can't wait. Um, Speaking of dying, Dana? I think Dana is who is left. So all she really does is shave her head. Oh, wait, no, 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 wait, sorry, we forgot Kit, um, she's singing in the studio. Oh, uh, I don't Mangus care, I don't care. Just, like, tries to fight with her because he loves her so much. Yeah. And I, I understand it a little bit, because she really does not stand up for herself, but also, like, he doesn't know her vision, so it's, like, no. annoying. I, I cannot scrounge up any ounce of consideration for Kit, I just don't care at all about her and her plots. Yeah, it's not a great plot, even a little bit. Um, no, it has so. the Betty girls there, so I'm sure you like that. I I do like when the Betty girls show up because I'm like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, play our theme song. But um, <laughs> God, the song that they sang this episode was so bad. How was it at 1.8 speed? Um, I mean, I it was just like indecipherable noise when they were making music. Like it wasn't anything. Okay, it it's really bad. So don't ever fucking listen to it unless you want to feel my pain. <laughs> I listened to the theme song, not of our podcast, but of the show, at regular yeah. speed. I can't believe how slow it is. It's so slow. <laughs> it's it's a little slow. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. At I mean, point, ours it's like is like an actual bop. Oh, our so song is like great. <laughs> I love our song. Yeah. The theme I think song on the like show is bad. Betty's actual decent song. Oh, God. Girls in tight dresses, <laughs> it's so slow. It's so bad. It's okay at 1.8 speed. And the part what where you say it? all the words is so fast. And that's fun. Loving, laughing, tightening, breathing, laughing. You gotta picture that like. It's really fast. It's fun. Oh. I like when at the end. I don't know. The, when it goes like, this is the way, it's the way that we live. It always gets so sinister, and they always, like, it's always bet, and she's always doing something dumb. I'm like, yeah, she is always doing something dumb. <laughs> That's bet. Oh, God, what a mess. Okay, Dana. Dana. Shaves her head. Yep. She um, went to the this game in somewhere else in California because Helena has so much money and a jet. Okay, did you notice that Tina mentioned that Angelica has a cold? Because I think this is how Dana's going to die. This is my theory. <gasps> I think that's why they mentioned it. Oh, my God. And it wasn't just to... Sorry, I'm trying to kill a fruit fly. It wasn't just to have Tina not be there. Wow. No, I think... I, I can't believe is... that fucking evil child with a terrible name <laughs> killed Dana. <laughs> I can't believe that Dana, who has been specifically told to protect her immune system, is spending time around people who spend time around a baby. Babies are germ factories. That is what they said. Even Does she want to die? She wants to die. I don't know. And she's then she's so going miserable. to a she fucking well die. basketball game around all these people. Let me tell you, I haven't gotten a flu shot yet. And I am, like, afraid to leave my house. Okay? Just be oh. careful. Immunocompromised people should, like, be careful. I'm immunocompromised. Dana's immunocompromised. Maybe we should, yeah. and, like, I'm talking out of my ass because I went to a baseball, basketball game on Friday. So, like, whatever. But I was nervous <laughs> the whole time. And I don't seem to have the flu. So, we're doing okay. But. Okay. Yeah. Just, like, also, I wouldn't die like Dana would. I would just get real sick. So, I mean, I could potentially die. That's well, if you died, thing. then I would have to resurrect you just to kill you. That's fair. I would love that. <laughs> um. 
So, yeah, she shaved her head. Uh, she was uncomfortable at the basketball game. There was a kind of a nice moment where she wanted to with leave because she didn't Alice? like the... Oh. No, with Max, movie. where she didn't like the attention. And then Max was yeah. like, it's not for you, it's for them. Which is true, and it sucks. And that's one of the shitty things about death is that, like, I don't know. Yeah, I had complicated feelings about this this moment. Wait, like, you've read um, The Fault in Our Stars? I have not, but I've seen the movie. Okay, okay. I don't know if it's in the movie because I haven't seen it in so long, but I read the book four times. I actually wow. have two signed copies of it. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't like it that much. I just ended up with two signed copies because that place where I went that I first read The Arc of Invincible Summer is they used to also do these, like, things where they would have authors come and I was always hoping that you would show up to the Bethesda library and you never did. They never asked me. I would have gone. I know. I don't know how people ended up going there. But um, uh, at one point I went to go see an author. It was either like Sarah Dessen or Jay Asher. And it had been right after the Vlogbrothers were there. So there was a bunch of signed um, uh, copies of that book. But I had also gone to a bookstore in my hometown that had gotten one of the signed copies that John Green had done. So I ended up with two copies. That book is problematic as shit. It really is. But I do like the part where the narrator says that, um, like, funerals are for the living. Because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, as, like, a young person who had never experienced death up until that point, like, it really did strike me as, like, profound and wise. And, I don't know, it just, like, felt really reminiscent this this time hearing that line that um, Max said made me think yeah. of that line in that book. So I think um, there's a, there's a lot you can kind of read into this line. Um, I talk a lot in my book, Sick Kids in Love, coming out next year. That a lot it of is some I think so. I don't know. Um, what? Wait, I didn't know that you. It was gonna be happening. Wait, are you shitting me? No, I sold it ages ago. This has been you announced. Didn't- Tell me. I oh absolutely my God. did. This was announced. The deal was all over Twitter. I definitely uh, mentioned it on the podcast. This has happened. Why but don't I ever pay attention? I don't know. It's coming out with Entangled next year. So I think it's next year. It might not be till 2020. But um, a, a big part of having a chronic illness is managing the feelings of other people that they have about your chronic illness. Because people are going to yes. be really sad about it. And they're going to be sad about it at you. And yes. so much of being sick is reassuring people that you're okay so they don't get upset. And it sucks. But it's the reality of it. And um, I liked that that's something that Dana has to deal with now where she has to shelve her own feelings about her illness and think about how her illness makes other people feel. Because that's what you have to do. And it sucks. Yeah. But that's life. I um, think it's also really good for her um, like character wise because she's not a character that is really all that willing to think about other characters feelings so you were saying this was good for Dana yeah yeah I don't remember why I said that though <laughs> I think it's a very bittersweet moment because um, Dana has been so self-centered about this that it's been really annoying but at the same time like you get to be self-centered about your own cancer so it's it's like a yeah. complicated sort of moment for her. And I think the show plays it off as something that's more like entirely positive. Like, look, Dana's doing something nice for her friends when really there's <laughs> a lot of like sick baggage here and ableism that I think is not super being considered. But yes, how much I can agree. you really expect from the show? Not much. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, um, are we done? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. Like, I can't believe Dane is going to die in two episodes. It feels like there's been no lead up to this. Well, I'm very excited. I know. I so. might honestly go ahead and watch him now. I kind of want to see the arc. Oh, my God. I know. Okay, so next episode is called Lead, Follow, or Get Out of the Way. Okay. It's a long title. Um, I'm going to watch it tonight for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Bet has a hard... says, Bet has hard time adjusting to the ascetic <laughs> lifestyle at the Buddhist retreat in snowy upstate Washington. Back in Los Angeles, Tina goes on a date with a divorced man named Henry, played by Stephen Eckelt. Um, I don't think he's that important. Um, okay. Well, I mean, he he and Tina date for a little bit, but I was thinking the actor is probably not that important. Oh, um, okay. Dana begins looking forward to a new career after meeting Dr. Susan Love over her possible recovery. Jenny throws a benefit party for Max at Wax. Hmm. Oh my god. Hannah fucking died again. I'm garbage. Just don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. Um, Jenny throws a benefit we? party at Wax. Wait, what? The party for Max at Wax? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but then she gets appalled by his increasingly aggressive behavior. Mm. Um, Carmen finally tells the truth to her family about her lesbianism and Ooh. Shane being her lover. Nice. Helena's love affair with Dylan takes a surprising turn when she is served with a lawsuit by Dylan for sexual harassment. Yikes. That is surprising. It's going to be an interesting episode, to say the least. All right. I'm going to watch it because I want to watch Dana die. So Dana dies and in Losing the Light. To I know. I'm going to watch both of them. I'm and bored. then are you going to remember them when we record? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So. It's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Losing the Light's a really good episode. That's like, it's one of my favorites. That's what I hear. And I've just, I'm sick of waiting, so I'm going to watch them. And I don't have anything, like any show I'm invested in right now, so I'm going to do it. Okay, um, cool. It's really sad. Have, so. I'm ready to be sad. Yeah, so let's do let's do another BarkBox sponsorship just because why not? Why not? So, um, so BarkBox is a subscription service where you can get a box and it barks, and you're like, <laughs> holy shit, it's a box that barks. Um, exactly. Inside. There's some there's barking things. <laughs> no, there's no dog, but it is toys for your dog and food for your dog. Um, and you got a dog every month. <laughs> I can you imagine if you got a dog every month? I would. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I would be like, I have to cancel the subscription service. <laughs> yeah, which is but exactly luckily, why that's not what they do. That's not what's going on. So don't worry. <laughs> we are great advertisers. So if you guys want to get um, an extra box of this free stuff, yeah. um, and by that I mean you, you'll get a, an extra box for free. So yeah. that's some food, that's some treats, that's some toys. You go to getbarkbox.com slash lesbian20 and you enter the code <laughs> PBFEM, peanut butter femme. 
That, I will never let that die, okay? Nope, so you gotta, I love it every time. <laughs> get BarkBucks.com slash Lesbian20 and enter the code Peanut Butter Femme. Peanut but butter just the letters. <laughs> just F-E-M, not F-E-M-M-E. Yes. Yeah. It's a peanut right. butter female, not a peanut butter feminine. You know how it well, is. Well, um, femme comes from the word femme in French, which means woman. I know. Okay, then I, I was confused because you said feminine. Well, I just mean femme, F-E-M-M-E, is used to describe a certain type of woman, whereas F-E-M is oh, just oh, oh, for female. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm on the same page as you. Because yeah, I always hear it in my brain as like, woman, gotta be French in the brain, because that's what's happened to me since I've learned French for 10 years. That's disappointing. No, I support I you. Know. <laughs> um, do we have any other sponsorships? Nope, not this week. Um, right. Because I'm still trying to work things out with the the one that we've been meeting to The one that got do. away. Yeah. It, they haven't gotten away. I just like, you know, they emailed me and then I was expecting them for them to do something. And then I had a capstone paper to write and then I forgot. That's okay. Um, now, um, hot or not? Hot or not. Okay, my hot is... Oh, all these people are terrible. Um, yeah. Helena? I think she, she... I know. She gets the jet, which is real sweet. And yeah. she doesn't laugh at Dylan's inexperience during sex. And she wears a horrible outfit and manages to still be confident. So, good for oh her, I God. guess. God. God damn. Now I can't say Helena. No, you can't. But you can say Jenny. Uh, I don't want to give it to Jenny. Um, because I don't think she did anything that great this episode. So she looked I good. am. She looked cute. What? She looked cute, Jenny. Yeah, I, I want to give it to Shane. Mm-hmm. Just for old times' sake. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, actually, I'm gonna give it to Mangus. Yeah. I I changed my mind. Yeah, I was gonna give it to Shane because she was putting up with Carmen's shit, but I'm actually gonna give it to Mangus. Because, like, I know I didn't talk about it much, but he he does really, really love Kit and really cares about her. And he knows what he wants and he knows what he brings to the relationship. Yes. And I really support him sticking up for her because she, like, isn't sort of, like, taking the lead on this project, even though it is her project. And I understand why he's doing it. And I personally, if I was in the relationship, I would either be the Mangus or want the Mangus. Yeah, I see that. So, I, I support him. Who's your not? Oh. Well, I have my not. And it's not going to be Dana. So, my not is actually going to be Helena. No, no, no. <laughs> Helena. What? I don't, I don't know why my mouth said that. <laughs> I meant Alice. Alice. Okay. Oh, what did she do? We didn't really talk about Alice. So my not is is Alice because she had to look at that terribly done scar, but also because, like, she is a little bit more selfish in this episode, and also because, god damn, you can't be like Latin women, am I right? That's very true. I forgot about that. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I gotta take points off for the racism, so... I'm sorry my friends are being funny, and so are you. It's just a lot. Uh, okay. My not is definitely Carmen. 
Yeah, Latin women. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, we're going to hell. (laughs) We are. I'm the one who's going. (laughs) I'm laughing at it, so I'm, I'm, I'm implicated. No, um, she's ridiculous and terrible, and there's nothing. No, there's no rhyme or reason for her acting that way. So, my friend just got an espresso with ten shots. Your friend's gonna have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> I'm really nervous for him. Is this Seth? No, it's just a survivor friend. Oh, nice. Well, you should tell him to not fucking drink that because he's gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> he was talking about the barista being judgmental, and I thought he was exaggerating about the 10 shots of espresso, but he was not. Oh my, oh god. my god. My Spotify keeps So, playing. my best so friend, scary. Amy, Siri opens, she and... used to work at Starbucks. And she used to drink, like, at least seven shots a day just because, like, when you're working, it's like, whatever, who cares? No one gives a fuck. So she would just, like, down shots, like, all the time. And for her 21st birthday, she didn't really, like, drink alcohol back then. And so she was like, I'm going to drink 21 shots of espresso. And she almost did it. She made it to 11. And then she gave up and had someone write 21 shots on her, like, cup. (laughs) So Hannah decided to leave the episode um, because her fucking computer's having just just the biggest goddamn conniption. Um, so I am going to end this episode here on my own. Um, this is what we call the Jesse Quinn Radio Hour. Um, and I will just start spilling all of my feelings to you. Just kidding. So thank you guys all for listening. You can go and find us on iTunes, which is where you're already listening to us, because why the fuck would you listen to us anywhere else? Um, You can find us on Twitter as at uh, SoLesbianPPN. I'm on Twitter as at Jesse underscore Quinn. Hannah's on Twitter as at Hannah Mosk. Um, Our uh, study HQ is actually... No, 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 sorry. I don't know why I'm saying actually. I was, like, looking at things today and I thought that I got the URLs confused. It's um, HQ slash EN slash... Um, LOL word and I may or may not have said so lesbian in the last episode and I messaged the people who run the website today to see how I could fix that and change the URL Um, but until that time so that way you're not confused it's on our Twitter it's in the episode links of every episode Um, we do really appreciate the donations that you guys give to us means a lot helps us out Um, and in addition to that I mean Hannah has Welcome to Degrassi. I no longer have avocado toast. Hannah has like a thousand books out. You really should buy them. I have one book that's just a book of poetry. And every time I reread it, I'm like, wow, this is ass. Um, But we can't all be perfect like Hannah. So instead, this is what we have. Thank you guys for listening again. You can find us you can find us everywhere and hopefully uh you'll find us next week when i speak like a real person and in the meantime bulby and i want to remind you to adopt a cat i am Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.